Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 132. We're going to talk about knowing the rule. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Anderson is just killing it. We want you to take advantage of that discount. It's good for you, and it's good for us, too. Tori, that's baseball, slow pitch, obviously all the fast pitch product. And we're going to have uh, Tristan back on everything fast pitch here in a little bit, and we're talking about some other stuff that they've got coming down the pipe that I think is going to also be very, very exciting for our listeners. So also, make sure you check out patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you see value in coach prep, if you see value in everything fast pitch, we would love for you to become a patron. As I say every time, we're very appreciative of the patrons we have. They've done a great job for us. They've kept us in business, um, but there's more things on the horizon. The costs just keep going up. There's expenses that go into being able to publish and promote and all the stuff that we're doing for, for everything fast pitch and coach prep. So if you're in a position where you can become a patron, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch, and it's all going to get explained to you there. So Don, seems logical. If I'm coaching a team, I should know the rule. Right. No, I think that could be a huge advantage, right? Yeah. But you ever notice that common sense and common practice are not necessarily always the same thing? Well, that makes sense. And you know what? It's not always easy yeah. to keep up with what's happening there. Well, and here, here's something that I will admit wholeheartedly, that there were times as a college coach where the only thing I was doing was coaching my college team, that I felt that I was not as informed as I needed to be about the rule book. There were other times I felt totally comfortable with it, like I'd really studied it, dug deep, and I felt, felt like I knew all the little niches and little nuances. But one of the most embarrassing things that uh, I ever had to deal with in a long career, there's going to be things like that that you look back on, but I got thrown out of a game in Chattanooga because I thought we got hosed on a call. I thought I knew the rule. I got thrown out of the game, and of course, while I was sitting out there <laughs> You must waiting, have argued it pretty hard. Yeah, w- waiting for the uh, game to end, I dug into the rule book and found out that I was wrong. Right. I didn't, yeah. you know, it was, and it was one of those rule number 75 dash one dash a dash dot. It was like the, the seventh different variation of a possible you know, outcome of a certain situation. And it was basically a batter running to first base where they had to be, where they could be. And if the ball hit them, what the outcome was going to be. And so for sure. me, it was just one of those things that uh, I was a hundred percent sure I was right. I thought I knew the rule. When I read the rule book, I found out that I was an idiot, and then I had to kind of you know go back to game two of the doubleheader with my tail between my legs. I didn't really admit that I found out I was wrong, but they knew, and I knew. <laughs> the fact that I knew, I think, was more painful than the fact that they knew. But so knowing the rules, here's the first thing. is I think we start with the most important thing, simple things that we want to make sure that we understand, that we also, in a lot of cases, would like our players to understand, but the infield fly rule. Sure. The look back rule, 
the batter runner not being able to back up back towards home plate. You know, different, you know, simple things like that that happen kind of in passing. Obstruction, interference, knowing that there's a difference between obstruction and interference so that you don't argue with the umpire about obstruction when it's really interference or when you don't say, well, she was interfered with when it was really obstruction. Because it makes it hard to win an argument when you don't really have a good basis to, to start your argument from. And then from there, I would branch out into you know, some of the more obscure things. I think we all should know what the rules are for an illegal pitch. You know, I think we all should know, the, you know what the rules are and what the application is for a batter that's out of the batter's box, especially if we have slappers on our team, and certainly because we're going to be playing against teams that have slappers on their team. You know, all those different kinds of things, because we don't want to be flying off the handle when we're half-cocked. What do you think about uh, certain park rules, too? Balls going into dugouts, or if there's a tarp that a ball gets lodged under, or, you know, fences that may or may not have openings, and right. how to instruct your players to throw their hands up, and different things like that, too. No, I think that's a, another really important part of it. The, you know, obviously, the individual ground rules, you know, some of those things are kind of universal. If a ball goes into dead ball territory, how are we supposed to handle that? You know, different things. So for our coaches, you know, I think that the message today is really a pretty simple one. We need to get our nose into the rule book enough to know the big things. If we've got the time and, and are willing to invest in it, I think the more knowledgeable we can become, the better job we can do in coaching our team, the better job we can do in arguing for our team or trying to defend our team if we think something happened that went against the rules. And thirdly, it just puts us in a much better position because I want to tell you, there's nothing more embarrassing than, you know, than that tail between your legs, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't know the rule feeling. When you're out there arguing like crazy, trying to argue for your team, you think you're right and to find out that you're wrong. That was kind of a low point. Well, you just... Too, Tori. They they just think you're arguing for them, so they're happy, right? They don't. Well, not always. <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, I, I I argued so often and 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 so much of the time that I think it it kind of started to fall on deaf ears. I'm not so sure that the players really understood that it was as much that I was trying they, to fight for them and and get them a they, leg up as it was I was just being me. They knew you were pulling for them. But here's oh, a yeah. tough one for me, Tori, and I guess it might even be ever changing. But the lineups and exchanging uh, players between innings and things like that, what, what we're eligible. Substitutions. Yeah, what we're eligible to do and, and how it can play out, I think sometimes is really confusing. But I think that that can be a huge advantage in terms of uh, using your players to the very best right. each game, right? Yeah. Well, the, the re-entry rule, yeah. the DP and flex, you know, how yeah. many times, you know, some, some situations like in the college game, you can re-enter a starter once, but there's some travel organizations where you can re-enter a sub. So a sub can go in, let's say, pinch run in the first inning. To not exclude them from the game, And then go right? back in and, yeah. and play shortstop in the seventh inning versus the college game. And this is something I always hated about the college game. Then they're out. Yeah, because yeah. you, you, you have a, let's say it's early in the game and you pinch run with a player because it's the logical thing to do at that time. You, you, you they didn't try, start try, in the game. But right, you you're trying to get a run. It's early in the game. You're trying to score. Quick runner. And so you sub in a pinch runner in the first inning. You re-enter the starter. And then later on, let's say the game is seven to nothing, you're winning or losing. And that first player who pinch ran, this would be a really good game for her to get in the game and for get some in, in innings yeah. and get some at bats. Yeah. But she can't because she's already been used and taken as out a of pinch runner in the first inning. And so I like the idea that some of the uh, travel sanctions have where they allow that sub to re enter again. So, right. um, but knowing those different things, and, and again, if you're uh, in the travel ball world, 
if you're playing PGF and you're playing USA and you're playing USSA and you're playing AFA and you're playing whatever other sanctions are out there, you know, USFA, and some mm-hmm. of them all have rules that are based on the same rule book, but many of them have different little niches in there. There's yep. one organization, I won't be able to tell you off the top of my head, that had a thing called the Base Bandit or the you know Base Burglar or something Sounds like fun. that a couple of years ago. The same player could pinch run as often as you could put her in the game. I, I think she could only pinch run once an inning, but she could pinch run all seven innings for seven different players. Again, too, keeps it yeah. fun for them if that's their, and, their and, thing. And yeah. one more way to include one more player. But yeah. to me, if you're playing in a sanction that allows something like that and you don't even know that it's going on, one, you're going to be mad when the other team does it. Does it, right. And two, you're going to look foolish for not taking advantage of it if you have that same kind of player on your team that could have done the same thing for you. So knowing the rules is an important part of our obligation as, as coaches and making sure that, as I said earlier, start with the big things. Make sure you know all the important stuff. Make sure your players know all the important stuff. You know, We talk about the infield fly rule on everything fast pitch at least once every couple of months because one of us will see a team doing the trifecta of messing up the infield fly rule. They don't know that the hitter is out. They don't know that it's not a force out. The offense doesn't know that, uh, that they don't have to run, and the defense doesn't know how to handle it when they do. The number of times that I've seen a third baseman stretch out to catch a throw when the infield fly rule has been called because she still thinks it's a force out and she's trying to get the force out and the runner slides in where she could have safely, easily, no doubt in the world, been tagged out for a double play, is now <laughs> safe at third. Because you know the, the, the defense doesn't know the infield fly rule. And honestly, she's only running because she doesn't know the infield fly rule. Because, <laughs> it's chaos. Yeah, because if she did know the infield fly rule, she would have realized that if the third baseman knew it, she would have gotten tagged out by 10 feet. So it's those kinds of things. And the more that we know it as coaches and the more we can share that information with our players. And again, your players don't need to know the entire rule book inside and out. Now, it's nice if you have a kid that really does know the rules, but they need to know the big stuff, which yeah. means you need to know the big stuff. And then the more you know on down the line, the further and further you get into the details. Better the, advantage. The, yeah, yeah, and you, know, you might find a, a, a niche in there that allows you to do something. You know, I have raved about uh, Coach Rachel Lawson from Kentucky several times because she is the queen of manipulating the DP flex. The lineup, yep. If you watch a Kentucky game on TV, I guarantee you, you are going to see an argument slash discussion when both coaches are out there, they've both got their lineup cards out, the umpire's got his lineup card out, and they're talking about something she did with the DP flex that somebody else thought they couldn't do. I'm sure whoever's officiating their games probably need to brush yeah. up prior yeah, they, to the They game, definitely right? study up on it. They definitely work on it before the game. But what ends up happening is they have this you know, five-minute delay. They go over it. She was right. They get to do what she thought. The other team looks foolish because the coach didn't know it and wishes they did know it that well because they might have been able to do the same thing. So it's important. So, and the one thing, too, that I would tell you a great way for coaches to kind of have a little bit more of a understanding is reading the rule book is one thing, but understanding the way that the rules are interpreted and the, you know, the cases in which you know, different kind of where the situations are explained a little bit I think is a really good tool to use because you know, the interpretation of the rule is just as important as the rule itself. And so being able to look at examples and kind of read through examples of you know, different ways that the rules are applied, I think is a really good tool. So maybe as a coaching staff, too, to you know, have some, take some time or set some time aside to chat about, like you said, make sure everybody's on board for the big things and, 
and then to fine tune some of the the pieces that might apply to our group, to our right. kids. Um, occasionally, we've talked about this, and even even gone as far for those that are willing to put in the time to be a part of some of those umpiring clinics or things yeah. that that they might do, or or maybe not to go and get certified yourself, but if you're at some of those uh, umpire classes, I think that would be a, a real insightful way to, to learn some of the rules. Right. And I just think it's a, it's a great way for you to have more comfortable feeling when you're at the ballpark as a coach, to be more knowledgeable, to make sure that you understand what's going on, and to have as, as much of an opportunity as you possibly can to, to influence things in a positive way for your team. There's always going to be gray areas in every rule book. And if you can find a way to take advantage of some of those opportunities, it might give your team a chance to win an important game someplace on down the road. You know, it might have a chance to involve a few more players in the games more successfully. And some of the simple stuff that, that we've talked about is not that demanding. It's not like we're asking you to take a PhD level course in the rule book. If you're interested enough that you do that, that's great. Pick the eight or 10 most important things, the things that are happening all the time in your games. Make sure you know them and make sure that your players know them so that we be on the right side of those opportunities as much as we possibly can. Yeah, sometimes too, it's neat when we know whose responsibility. You've got a two, you know, two-person officiating crew at your game and a ball gets hit in the gap. We're supposed to know who is responsible for seeing if the the trail runner hits second base or not. When umpire's going out to see see that the play's made out in the outfield, the other one's responsible for making sure everybody touches the bases, right? So that we're appealing or going to the right umpire to, uh, you know, to talk about those things. Yeah, and and there are examples of times, you know, during the course of of baseball and softball history, where you know people have done such a good job of studying the rules that they figure out places that they can get away with stuff that probably isn't really within the <laughs> the famous uh, don't even go close to third base, just basically run from second base to home on a on a base hit. Because, because people nobody's had figured watching. out that nobody was really watching it. Right. And then, of course, the umpires figured out, you know, people would have videos of runners missing third base by 40 feet. Sure. And the umpires hadn't seen it because, you know, that's yeah. not when in that system, they were not required to look for it. Right. Well, then, of course, you know, umpires and, and organizations figured out, well, we can't have that. So then they figured out ways to incorporate making sure that they're checking those things right. in the umpire's duties. You know, it's not necessarily a nefarious thing. It's not like we're always looking for a way to cheat the game or to cheat the other, other team. But there's always going to be places where, you know, the rule allows you to do something. But if you do, don't know that it's allowed, if, it, if you don't know that it's doable, you're just going to miss out on that opportunity. And so to me, it's important that we get into the rule book. We know as much of it as we possibly can so we can do the best job we can for our team. So keep one in your, in your coaching bag and... And but and, don't but don't carry it out on the field with you if you're going to talk to an umpire. That that because, will that will get you shown the parking lot very very quickly. They are the rule book at that point. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. You you can know the rule book and argue that hey you know I read this I know this is true but showing them the page where it's in there is probably not a good idea. So but anyhow that's going to wrap up number one thirty two. As always, if you have questions, comments, or suggestions, reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Coach Don and I want to talk about the stuff that you're interested in. Also, make sure you go to the fastpitchprep.com website to order your Square Cuts training discs. They are $49.95 a dozen. We'll get them shipped out to you right away. As always, support our sponsors, Anderson Bat Company. And if you can, become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory. Saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.